Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's the Hammer Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. That's Jason Hammer right over there. Uh, lots of distractions here at home. Illegal immigration, economy, inflation. We have a huge presidential election coming up, but it's what we haven't been hearing about that's happening at the world's shipping lanes that has me a tad concerned, to say the least. Oliver Lane is Breitbart's London's bureau chief. Oliver, thanks for coming on the show. Your headline, U.S. Navy on the defense as Houthis launch largest attack on Red Sea shipping yet. So, Oliver, we'll start with basic questions here. Who are the Houthis, and why are they attacking shipping containers in the Red Sea, and what does this mean for not only the U.S., but the world? Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. It's a great honor and a pleasure. Uh, wow, big questions there. Who are the Houthis? So, the uh, the top level of that is, the, the reason, reason they're important is the Houthis are a Shiite militia, which is uh, backed underwritten and very likely controlled by Iran. And they're supplied with large quantities of really quite sophisticated, in many cases, weapons um, by the Iranian regime. And they use those to attack the West and to pursue their own civil war within Yemen. That's an entirely different question we can get to another day. Why does this matter to us right now? Well, since Hamas launched their attack, their uh, their deadly terror attack against Israel at the end of last year, um, the Houthis in Yemen have been acting, they claim, in solidarity with their uh, with their Islamic brothers, um, and they're sort of doing their part by attacking what they believe to be or they claim to be um, Israeli-linked shipping in the Red Sea. Now, that's that is their pretext. It, 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 that may have been true to begin with, but actually it really does seem to have devolved in the weeks and months uh, hence. Um, so it went from being, oh, you know, this is a ship that's traveling to or from Israel to basically being a free-for-all attack on all Western shipping. Um, and this is, this, is, this is all part of a, um, a, a, a push to destabilize the West, uh, which they see as being the, uh, the, the, the factor that underwrites the Israeli state. Because let's be honest, um, we, we are a trade-dependent part of the world. The United States, the United Kingdom, Europe. Um, if we don't get all those gizmos and widgets from the factories of China, if we don't get the, 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 uh, the crude oil from the Middle East, we're in serious trouble. And the Red Sea is incredibly important for this one key reason. It shaves over a week of the sailing time it takes to get from the Indian Ocean to Europe or to the east of east, eastern seaboard of the United States. And that might not seem like a much. You might say, well, you know, all this stuff is loaded onto ships anyway. And, you know, once you, that's done, that's the hard bit. And they can just sail for a bit longer. That is not the case. Because you have ships tied up for so much longer, going all the way around the uh, the Horn of Africa, the southern tip of Africa, to get to the Atlantic, that ties up that shipping for days and weeks extra, which means the total supply of merchant ships, container ships, oil tankers, car transporters, to move all of that trade worldwide increases. Therefore, there is more demand. Therefore, the prices go up. Therefore, what we pay for those imported things or that imported energy goes up, and that is inflation. Add to that the higher insurance premiums, because people are firing rockets at oil tankers, this is going to make a real impact on what we pay day to day. Oliver, Jason Hammer here. Nigel and I have been talking about this for a while. I think between now and November, 
and I guess technically through January of next year, any country that wants to try to get a little squirrely with the United States, this is their opportunity because I don't think that they respect Joe Biden. Do you anticipate that to kind of be the case as we go on throughout the year? Yeah, so my, my view is that what we have seen so far is that you know, Iran has its, its fingers in those pies. And in fact, there's a, another great example of that, which took place just this morning. Look at another strategic waterway, the Gulf of Oman. Um, this is you know, where the oil comes out from the Middle East. Um, and we have a, an oil tanker that was captured, we believe, uh, by Iranian commandos just this morning. So that's actually Iran doing their own dirty work. There's a fascinating bit of tip for tap there because this is actually the same tanker, exactly the same ship, although renamed, that was captured by the United States last year because it was transporting um, illegal Iranian oil, uh, contra to the, uh, the, the, the bans on that, to China. So the U.S. Um, took that tanker last year. Uh, Iran has taken it this morning because it was transporting Iraqi, Iraqi oil. Um, so this all really links to what's going on um, with, uh, with, with Israel. But I think the broader point, which you, you were getting to, is this. I think we're looking at a, a, a much worse, a devolving conflict situation in the Middle East. Wow. And, and what that is going to mean is a lot more strikes on American interests and Western interests. Have the Houthis been successful uh, in doing damage to these shipping containers? And where are they launching these attacks from? Is it Yemen? Yes, it's from Yemen. So whether they're successful or not, you've got to consider what their what their ambitions are. Okay. Actually, they don't have to strike a single ship to be successful because, as far as I'm concerned, the, 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 the ambition, the reason they're doing this is to damage the West's economy. You just have to fire the missiles and let them get shot down. You're still doing that because it spooks the shippers. It puts up the insurance rates. It diverts the ships away from the area. Now, as it happens, that has happened, but also they have actually struck several ships. Um, a Norwegian uh, flagged um, oil ship, uh, oil tanker, got struck by, a, 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 I believe it was a missile or a drone. A, a German-controlled container ship got struck by a missile and was hit with such force uh, that um, uh, containers fell off the ship and into the sea. So these things are happening, and that's a real concern um, because, this, as I say, it's a strategic waterway, and this stuff simply cannot happen. This is absolutely inexcusable. And this is really showing, I think, the way in which the West has dropped the ball on defending our own shipping. Absolutely dropped the ball. I saw uh, Secretary Blinken yesterday saying that this can't continue to happen. But are we a paper tiger at this point? It seems like it would be easy enough to send cruise missiles into Yemen and wipe them all out. Yes, Secretary um, Blinken, this, this can't be allowed to happen, but isn't this your job? I mean, yeah. you know, the United, we, we, we all joke about the United States being the world police, but um, yeah, that, uh, that really does mean something. Um, and it's, it's, the, it's the Pax Americana. And you know, without safety of shipping at sea, the economy crashes. So in terms of you know, how to deal with this, it, yes, it's easy to say, get those cruise missiles in the air, uh, bring them down on the heads of the Houthi militias in Yemen and problem solved. I think what uh, it's, it's, it's a very delicate balancing act because on one hand, you want to resolve this situation immediately. And that's a large part of the threats that have been made by the West, which is, you know, hey, Houthis, you carry on like this. You are really going to regret it, a.k.a. This is a quote 
consequences, and we all know what that means. On the other hand, what we really don't want is general war in the Middle East. That's probably going to be bad for everybody concerned. So if you get you know a bit trigger happy and start bombing people, uh, maybe that means the conflict gets worse. So that's that's the tightrope you've got to walk. We're chatting with Breitbart News London Bureau Chief Oliver Lane here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. Oliver, we kind of know what the enemies of the Western world think about the United States at this point. What's being said about the United States with some of our allies? Like, what's the talking points going on in the UK? Are they pleased? Are they upset? Are they disappointed with the United States efforts in the Middle East? Oh, I will. I tell you what, rather than answering what people are saying about the United States, let's look at what people are actually doing, because I think actions speak much louder than words. The U.S. launched Operation Prosperity Guardian, which was going to be the U.S.-led task force that was going to you know, save the situation in the Red Sea and protect all those ships, and everybody was going to be happy, and trade can continue. And it was clear there was some faith in this to begin with. Uh, Maersk, which is the Dutch shipping giant, is one of the largest shipping companies on Earth, They've been one of the more uh, vocal um, companies about all of this. And you know, right at the beginning, uh, they were the first to take their ships out of the area. And, but they were also the first to say, after Prosperity Guardian was announced, that you know, if this works, then we'll be very happy to go back to the Red Sea, you know, crisis over. Um, but what's actually happened is Maersk have said, in fact, I think it was this morning or late last night, uh, that they do not see any end for this crisis. They're taking their ships out of the area indefinitely, and they think this is going to last months. So that's a sort of a an example of an action. They're really showing they do not have faith in what the United States-led uh, coalition to protect shipping is actually working. Then let's look at the people who have joined the coalition. So yesterday morning, we had the largest strike by the Houthis yet against a shipping lane. That was 21 uh, drones, ballistic missiles, and believe it or not, even one, sorry, drones, cruise missiles, and believe it or not, even a ballistic missile. So that's the kind of missile that goes into space and then plunges down on the ship wow. from afar. You know, extraordinary to have that kind of technology that's given, been given them by Iran. Um, so we had that strike yesterday morning. It was defended against by the U.S., and Britain, the Royal Navy, we were there also um, doing that. So clearly, you know, the UK is there backing up the US with our own military assets. But then what else? Look at France, look at Spain, look at Italy. They refused to join Prosperity Guardian. They say we're better off without American leadership. We can do a better job not being under the command of a US admiral. Look at India, a, a growing maritime power. They've sent 10 of their own warships to the area. They've been storming ships that have been taken by pirates. They've been firing upon um, the, uh, the Houthi um, rebels. They don't feel like they need American leadership either, although, you know, God knows those ships would be useful in Operation Prosperity Guardian. So, you know, this is, you know, this goes back to your question of how do people feel about American leadership, the, the Pax Americana, the peace that the, you know, the world's largest navy should bring. And as it seems, a lot of those powers which have ships of their own just don't want to be involved. And it sounds like going back to something you said earlier, Oliver, finally, and then we'll let you go, it's, it's going to get worse in this region before it gets better. I do not want to believe that's true uh, because I, I'm sure, just like you, have a mortgage to pay. Yeah. Uh, and if inflation gets worse, pushed by this situation, that's going to make everybody's lives worse in the West. But that's the point. Now, I believe, honestly, this can get better. Uh, I think there's been a, a level of neglect, a level of being asleep at the wheel from the Biden administration that's allowed us to get to this point, And I do regret that. 
Oliver, you're the best. Honored to have you on the program for the first time. That's Breitbart News, the London Bureau Chief, Oliver Lane. Keep us updated and have a great weekend, okay? An absolute, absolute pleasure. Have a great weekend. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.